What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Egg Whites, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. I was driving today and I had a few reminders for myself that I wanted to share with you. They included my fantasy list, playing to win, giving up when you're ahead, and a few other ear nuggets. I figured your ears were a little bit hungry and needed a snack. So you're going to hear about chess, squash, and a bunch of other weird things in this episode. Enjoy. Before we jump into the conversation, go check out halldrop.com. That's H-A-U-L-D-R-O-P.com and upvote your favorite products. It's a thing we've built recently to promote the coolest products that people are making online today. We're doing a bunch of giveaways and there's a lot of discounts on the site. Go check it out, halldrop.com. Also, hit me up on Twitter, at Noah Kagan, and let me know what nickname you think I should use in one of my upcoming episodes. If yours is great, aka you the best, aka King Taco over here, we'll use it in a future episode. Oh, and also a special pre-show shout out to listener, Chris Lawhorn for sending me an email about the Jeff Ross episode. Thank you so much, man. That made my day. And if you want to shout out in a future episode, leave an iTunes review. I check every single one of them. All right, let's get it on. So the first thing I want to talk about is a fantasy list. A lot of us are trying to figure out what are our goals for the year? What do I want to do with my life and all these other things? And so I came up with the idea of a fantasy list based on the inspiration of Roblox. I don't know really what Roblox, but I know it's the new big thing. And so I stumbled upon this thing online called EOY 2023, which is end of year 2023 for Roblox. And they have this list of 10 things that they want to do in their business in the next five years. They wrote this a few years ago. So let me just read off a few of them to get you inspired for your life and your business. So one, the president of the USA will mention his or her Roblox avatar on camera. Two, Tesla will use Roblox at least in 50% of their cars. Three, 50% of toys sold in the USA will have a Roblox scan tag. Four, a Roblox developer earns $50 million in one year. Six, one million concurrent players in a Roblox game. All right, you get the hint. This was so damn inspiring for me to think about what are the most fun and out of this world things that we can do in our lives and in our business. And how do I just do this for myself? So I said, hey, if Roblox is doing it and putting it out there, why don't we do it for ourselves? So I came up with my fantasy 2020 and I want you to do this for yourself today. Get out your phone, just do it on your notes right now. And write out, just literally make a checklist of what would be the most crazy things that you could do for yourself and your business in this year. So a few of the ones that I wanted to share with you just to kind of get you inspired or hopefully maybe you can copy me or come up with your own ones and let me know. Number one, I want to have an epic Oktoberfest with my boy Southwell. I want OK Dork, yes you, the audience, to reach 10 times the size of this audience. I want to create a business Netflix show that goes super popular. I want to make a serial-like podcast that's business-related. I want to write a very popular book that's not another business or self-help book that people really, really resonate with. Uh, I want to visit Tokyo for the Olympics and eat amazing food and a lot of beer and sake. I want to interview three more people on my attainables list. I want to mentor every single person working at Sumo, specifically a few people that I work with day to day. And I want to celebrate the year with a 1982 Rolex 1016 Explorer. Hey, look, it's my fantasy. I can do whatever I want. So you should include in your business or in your personal life, what are some of the most crazy things? Like I even put, I want to be on the Joe Rogan show talking about something unique I did. I'll throw one more in there. I want to make my guest house a spa. So it's going to be called the Kagan Russian Spa House. We're taking memberships right now. Anyways, this is my fantasy list. And I want you to think about what is your fantasy list that you can put together. Let me know how it goes. Number two, a thing I want to remind myself and encourage you to do is training versus playing. And so years ago, my brother and I were playing a lot of disc golf. I don't know if you out there are big disc golfers, but me and my brother love disc golf. And so if you think about it, when you go play disc golf, you just go out and playing. So we'd go out and we'd play. 
and I wouldn't really get better. And, you know, disc golf is insanely frustrating for the people that there. That's why you have to smoke a lot of weed when you play, so you don't really know what's happening. And so I played disc golf, and my brother kind of highlighted it to me one day. He said, Noah, you know, we're playing disc golf, but you got to actually train and practice versus playing. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're never really improving when you're playing. And that's interesting. So that's something that I've really tried to think about in different aspects of my life. So with disc golf, he would go out and practice putts. He would go out and practice forehands. He'd practice hooks, whatever it is, the different shots. And the same thing goes for lately. I've been playing squash, which I don't even, it's not just a vegetable. It's a game similar to racquetball played by British people. And they have a court at, at UT in Austin. And I've been playing all the time. It's such a great workout. It's tons of fun. Me and my buddy, Joseph Kelly from Unchained Capital. If you're into Bitcoin, go check out Unchained Capital. And so for squash, the same thing. If you're just going and playing, you're probably not going to improve that much. So you got to go out and practice your backhands and practice angles and go study it. And that's how eventually when you're playing, your game's going to elevate. And the same thing has gone for chess. But it's something I want you to think about for yourself. Are you training or are you just playing? Well, if you're playing, you're probably not going to be improving. You got to actually go train and practice. So when you do the play and the fun parts, you're going to do a lot better. All right. Number three, I got three things about chess that I want to get off my chest. <laughs> All right, God, my jokes suck today, but it's 5.30. It's happy hour time. I'm recording this before I go on vacation to make sure that you get a, a delicious episode in your ears. I've been playing chess again. I've gotten back to being obsessed with it. I'm playing bullet chess only, which is one minute games. And so I've noticed a few things that were really interesting that I wanted to share with you. The first off is in chess, there's like a billion permutations, a trillion, whatever it is. Three years ago when I was playing before, I would try to learn all these different things. And it dawned on me that why don't I just pick one opening? And so what that means for the people who don't play chess out there, it's like, the little guys that are in the front row, the pawns, I just always do the same exact ones every single time. And it kind of was a really interesting thing where like, because I'm only doing one thing, I can become excellent at it. Before I would be like, let me move the third one and then I'll move the fourth one. All right, fifth, all right, sixth, let me just play around. And so it kind of really started me thinking about how do I just get excellent at one thing? Another stupid example I was playing horse, the basketball game. Uh, you know, when you try to shoot and if you make it and your buddy misses, then they get an H until you get horse. So I was playing with my good friend, John Ross, shout out JR, El Paso, what up? And we were playing and JR from the left corner was just killing it. He was super murdering it or sinking it or flowering it. I don't like the murder killer uh, vernacular. He was dropping bombs. That, that sounds angered too. No, JR was doing really well. So he's making this one shot, but then he would go shoot from other places. I was like, JR, you make it every time from the spot. I don't make it every time. Just get really good at this one spot. The problem with it is it's hella boring. It's boring, but it's also really fun to kick people's ass. So think about whatever activities you're doing and maybe there's one specific thing. Like if you're in ping pong, pick your backhand. If you're in business, pick one thing and just get really damn great at it because winning is fun. I'll tell you another component of this that, that was a funny story for me. Years ago, I played a lot of tennis. I built a tennis business as one of my first ones. And I played this Asian guy, he's probably like 55. And I'm this young 21 year old strapping, hairless man, good looking, ugh. And I'm playing this Asian dude and all he did was lob it back over to me. It was so boring. So I'd hit it, run, drop shot, back shot, corner shot, he'd lob it back over. And it was boring, but he won. And so the thing is, I'm not saying it's supposed to just be boring, but pick one thing, whatever activity, business, personal work, whatever that is, and get really damn great at it. So it was a good reminder for myself because now I can become excellent through that and eventually maybe learn other things, but focus on just one and get really great at it. Number two. So I started playing chess again and it was really interesting to think about strategy. And so I got to around 950 rating and I was kind of plateaued. You know, I'd be playing a lot, playing a lot, playing a lot. And 
it was really interesting. So I played a lot for like two weeks. I'm playing like an hour a day. I'm not even working. Sorry, guys, at sumo and girls. I'm not doing any work. I'm just playing chess all day long. And I was like, man, I'm not getting any better. This is really shitty to be in a plateau. So I spent literally two hours. I just Googled chess bullet tips. So I only specialize in playing one minute games where you have just one minute per player total to play their entire match. And I read for two hours and literally the next day, my score went up to 1200. And now it's, it's averaging 1150 to 1200. And it blew my mind just how spending two hours reading could change my entire performance drastically. And it, it kind of reminded me of the uh, Abe Lincoln quote. And I hate when people do all the quotes that we all know, but sometimes it's nice to hear them again. And the Abe Lincoln quote is sharpens his saw for eight hours and just cuts for once. But if you think about it, Abe probably wasn't even doing it. He probably hired someone. So anyways, but the story's good. And the same thing with whatever it is that you're trying to improve. Talked about training versus playing. But I think the other part is, can you be reading strategy? Can you be hiring a coach? And so for me now, for the last two weeks since I got improved, I've just been playing again. And so literally this morning, I went on YouTube, I went on Amazon, I went back to the Google, possibly going to be looking for a coach. And I'm like, let me go back to studying and reading and figuring out the better strategy so that when I play, I can get to that next level. So hopefully that's helpful for you in thinking about whatever maybe you're plateauing on, just taking time out of doing it and get a coach, do some strategy, do some reading, and it'll get you to that next level. All right, this is the last part about chess. I know you're like, oh, fuck chess, man, you nerd alert, but it's okay, it's okay. So this is actually, uh, I think, one of the more interesting things that I wanna note to myself. I'm playing chess and I finally got up to the 1150 and I was like, holy crap, and then I got to 1200, I even screenshotted it. And when I got to that thing, I actually didn't play for a whole day and a half. I stopped playing chess completely, which is kind of a little sad, but I didn't want to lose. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Think about it for a second. I got the thing I wanted and I didn't want to lose. And I'm sure you've seen this in professional sports where the team that's ahead, eventually like the Warriors against the Cavs a few years ago, it was heartbreaking, but the Warriors are up three games to one. Cavs had nothing to lose. And you know what? Cavs just like had nothing to lose and just played for it. And so it's something that I've been thinking about. The specific quote that I want to share with you is that, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? A lot of the times in our business specifically, or even in our personal life, we play to win. And then when we start winning, we start playing not to lose. And then that actually helps us lose the game. And so I was just playing ping pong now. I'm sweaty as hell. Ping pong is one of the best sports in the world. Very, very athletic. All these jacked guys doing ping pong and women. And so I'm playing ping pong. And when you start winning, you're like, oh, I don't want to lose. But you have to actually go sometimes a little bit more aggressively to be able to finish the game and win. So just as you're thinking about it, I think about this in squash all the time. I'm thinking about it a lot of times in my activities. I want you to think about it where you get to the rank, you got to keep playing to win. And that mantra stays in my head. Are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? So I keep it in my head as I'm doing different things. I play to win, play to win, play to win, play to win, play to win. So hopefully for you, as you're doing different activities, you're going to think about how you're playing to win and you're not playing not to lose. Joseph Kelly, you know what I'm saying, man, on squash. I'll see you next week, dog. All right. Last thing. I was in Jewish class. I go and I'm just learning about Jewish history and Jewish culture with my fiance. She's looking to convert. And so one of the things that just happened to me is that I think a lot of this year, it's been a harder year for me personally, and everyone has challenges. And that's the second thing I can talk about afterwards. As I'm in the class, I was thinking this year how I'm like looking at the end of the year and I'm waiting for the end of the year. And it kind of dawned on me this specific phrase and it's, is life happening to you or are you happening to life? And it really just struck me. I was just really like connected with that thought, which is, am I just waiting for things to happen? Like, oh, I hope the business gets better. I hope my physical gets better. I hope I get the certain thing. Or am I going out and making it happen? So like a specific example, I was talking to Mitchell on the Dork team recently. 
I want to get a house in a certain area of Austin. And with real estate, how does it generally work 99% of the time? You wait for what comes on the market. I'm like, yo, that sucks. That sucks. I don't like that. And so one of the things I said was, well, why don't I just go find the houses I like and send them letters? And maybe in a future episode, if you're interested, I can share more about what I did. But I ended up sending letters to the specific houses and I did it recently. So we'll find out the results soon. But to me, that is taking power, which was one of the words I really like. I mean, my buddy Adam Gilbert from My Body Tutor talk about that a lot, which is take power. So instead of life happening to you, you happen to life. You go out and make the things happen. I'm not trying to get all raw, raw Tony Robbins on you, but it's just something to think about in whatever category in your physical, in your work, in your relationship, whatever it is, how are you making it happen? And that's something that it's hard sometimes. I, I know I make excuses for myself. And I have to remind myself, like, go out and make it happen. And it just kind of clicked with me when I was in Jewish class, just thinking about that line. So maybe that's something for you in, in some aspect, and I hope it motivates you to go get something for yourself. And the last thing I'm going to end with about notes to myself, I was in bed last night. This is not, it's not that sensual, trust me. You don't even bed with a, a hairy Jewish monster. And um, I'm in bed, and every night I pray, and I do different prayers. And, you know, whoever it is up there, I have no idea, or down there, or wherever they are. But last night's prayer was one of the more interesting ones. I prayed for pain and challenges. And I was like, yo, where did that come from? I, I don't know what it means, but I was listening to this guy, Joseph Campbell. And if you haven't checked out Joseph Campbell on Amazon, Joseph Campbell on the power of the myth, it is a phenomenal series. It's pretty boring, but it's, it's dense and it's meaty stuff. And one of the things that Kenny, he talked about that stuck with me is that pain is part of the process. And pain is an aspect of life that makes us alive. And so I know for myself, I'm avoiding pain and I'm avoiding sadness. And it was interesting to ask for it and be open to it as I prayed last night. So that's definitely something I want to be thinking about and exploring is like, how am I going in towards pain and challenges? So these are the notes to myself. I hope they've helped you in your day right now. Maybe it's later. And I hope I'm listening to this in 10 years being like, yo, man, that was a bad episode. Or I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, that guy had some wisdom in him. I'm curious what other wisdom I'm going to get in the next 10 years. So let me remind you of some of the things for myself and for you, and I hope they make your day excellent, which is create your own fantasy list for this year or for the, in the next five years where you want to be and go crazy. Don't limit yourself. Don't be like, well, I don't know. Don't have a negative voice on it. Two, are you training or are you playing? Think about it. Are you training and practicing or are you playing? And there's a big difference between them. Separate those. Number three, pick one thing and just get fucking amazing at it. Pick your one chess move, your one opening, and get unbelievable. Be like JR. Get that one shot in the basketball court. Otherwise, you're going to lose to me, JR. Number four, reading and studying the strategy to get to the next level. If you're plateauing in something, go get a coach. Go read some strategy. Go mix it up a bit to go to that next level. Number five, play to win. Don't play not to lose. So I stopped playing because I didn't want to lose my chess rank. But no, you got to play to win. Keep playing to win. Number six, is life happening to you or are you happening to life? Last one, pain and challenges. Open up to them. I'm working on that for myself. It's not easy, but we're doing it. And the words of Jeff Ross, man, I've been thinking about his lines a lot lately from the, one of the earlier episodes and just from his show. Check it out, Thick Skin. I really recommend his podcast. It's always funny and positive, but he always ends the show. And I'm going to end it with this show, which is life is tough and life is hard, but we're going to get through it together. Love you guys. I appreciate every single one of you out there. I hope you're having an amazing day and kick a bunch of ass. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you loved the episode. If you did, send this episode to one of your best friends. Better yet, send me your 2020 fantasy story. That's podcast at okdork.com. I want to hear what fantasies and crazy stuff, even dirty fantasies, whatever it is, send it to me. And I'd be curious what's going on for you in your 2020. And tweet me if, as well, at Noah Kagan about your 2020. 
Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go volunteer somewhere together. And a final special thanks to Jason at podcasttech.com, as always, for making these podcasts sound so nice and clean on your eardrums. And thank you to Mitchell. Seriously, thank you guys so much. And David of the Dork Team. And a special shout out to Marco at Opsumo this week. Just wanted to let you know you're super cool, dude. Have a super fun day. What's your favorite pen? <laughs>